I'm just overwhelmed with what God is doing, how he's uh, blessing us. How he's blessing the church. Can you all help me preach today? Amen. Let it be so. I'll start off like this. You know God's good when somebody's losing earrings up at the... Hallelujah. It's like back in the day, bobby pins bouncing off of the pews and <sighs> selling these for $10. No plan. <laughs> um, I got to move them or they're just going to just be shining at me. I can't handle it. <laughs> what you feel doesn't define who you are. I'm just going to dig right in, okay? What you feel doesn't define who you are. I'll say it like this. You will face stress. You will face anxiety. You will face discouragement. But I'll tell you this. There is a way to stop focusing on all these things that could happen and begin to focus on what God says will happen. Amen? I guess I'll ask you this. Are you ready to face life when anxiety tries to take you out? For this next part of We Declare War, I couldn't shake it for the longest time, and I was trying to, say, trying to figure out when, but we declare war on anxiety. We, like, you, you better get your clap on, because we declare war on anxiety. Now, just the mention of anxiety might have just gave you a bit of anxiety. Just the mention of it. Let me give you a couple statistics real quick, and I'm going to dig into this real fast. Anxiety in the U.S. is the most common health concern. Over 40 million adults in the U.S. suffer from anxiety. They say over, and I would probably guess that that number is more than 40 million. It says at this point, whatever the research was, that was 19% of America. Probably it's a little bit more than that. That suffers with anxiety. 7.1 of children from 3 to 17, 4.4 million suffer with anxiety. Children suffer with anxiety. You might be in this room right now suffering from anxiety. When we did this candy giveaway and we had hundreds of cars in the parking lot, there were people that were suffering from anxiety and had to turn away. And we had to make a path to get them out because everything was closing in on them. Anxiety is real. Anxiety wants to choke you out. And I believe it's the... It's almost like one of the number one killers. But I'll tell you this right now. We declare war on anxiety. We declare war. Listen, some of you ain't even clapping because you're dealing with it, but you got to clap out of faith that you're going to declare war on anxiety. 
We declare war on anxiety. We've asked students in the back, I mean, struggle with that. Almost everybody raised their hand. We were baptizing somebody and we said, who deals with that? Almost everybody in the church raised their hand. Anxiety is everywhere. It's not talked about a lot. And so for this moment, we are going to dig into anxiety. I know at times this could feel like it is going to get, make you anxious. But I tell you this, if the word of God is true, there's healing involved. If the word of God is true, there's peace involved. So all I can do is give you what the word of God says. What I like to do, I guess, in certain times that I feel, and I think it's, it's, it's very vital that we do when we're unsettled, is we go to the scripture. I don't think you need to be going, you're not going to find your answer with your horoscope. You're not going to find your answer when you rub some rocks together and see the moon and do all this weird stuff. You're not going to find your answer. The only answer you're going to find is in the word of God. And that's the answer that's 100%. It doesn't mean that it's like, well, you know, you know, uh, 85% of people agree that the Bible. No, no, this thing is 100 on 100 on 100. Got to go to the Word. And here's the Word that we're going to talk about. It was written from a time, what we're going to talk about, it was written from a time that most people would have been panicking and full of anxiety. Where this was written, it was the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul, who was writing from a Roman prison. See, what blows my mind is we love to quote scripture. It's almost like a Christian lingo. And we just, we just shoot them off out of our mouth, left and right. And we don't even sometimes apply them. We just say it and don't live it. And then we say, like, it's so good, but you got to realize, when this man was writing this, he was in prison. He wasn't up on a hill just throwing flowers in the air. He's saying this in his moment. What's interesting about this is Paul always wanted to go to Rome to preach the gospel. He knew if he could get to Rome to preach the gospel that it'd be a strategic way that he could reach the world. If he could just get to Rome and preach the message of hope, it would be the way to reach the world. But as I guess you would say his bucket list, going to Rome and preach it, ended up being exactly what he expected. Instead, he found himself in a prison, locked up in a house arrest with different Roman soldiers eight hour, every eight hours. Instead of just going to he was going and now he's locked up and now there's a rotation of the guard and he's just with them now locked up writing scriptures that we fluently just throw around when a man's in prison giving his life for the scriptures that he's writing down from this place from prison Paul pins the words under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to the church of Philippi. And he says this, and he pins the words to the church of Remnant Church. And he says this, Philippians 4 or 5, 
4, 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Now, we say we want to throw that scripture out. I'm just going to rejoice. This man is bound and shackled, barely trying to write rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice as his only way to communicate is through pen and paper. As he's sitting in his own urine, as rats are roaming around the hay, he's sitting in his own stuff saying rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Wow. It doesn't say almost. It doesn't say, you know, rejoice in the Lord sometimes. Again, I say rejoice. It says always. In other words, it says rejoice in the Lord in the good times. And it says rejoice in the Lord in the difficult times. We rejoice. When the economy is strong, we rejoice when the economy is weak. We rejoice in the Lord always. <laughs> Too many times, depending on the president, is when you want to rejoice. It's weird. But my hope and my faith is only going to be founded in Christ Jesus alone. So no matter what your season is, or if you're bound up in prison, you have to rejoice in the Lord. Always means always. Somebody shout always. always. Say, there, you're preaching with me. There we go. Here we go. Always. When you're battling sickness, always. When your health is strong, always. He said, rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice. And then he said this. Let your gentleness be evident to all because the Lord is near. Let your gentleness be evident to all because the Lord is near. Are you a gentle person? Are you more aggressive when something happens? Can you rejoice in the Lord? Is it evident to all? Now, we know certain people that it's real evident that, yep, don't go there with them because it's going to set them off. So that's real evident then. Rejoice in the Lord always. Let your gentleness be evident to all because the Lord is near. I don't know about you today, church, but I'm telling you the Lord is more near than he ever has been ever before. With what's going on around the world and everything, he's more near than ever before. And if you come to church, play in church, you better quit playing and get right about it. Because he is near. Paul said this, do not be anxious about anything. Let's pause for a moment on that. Do not be anxious about anything. Let me say it one more time. Do not be anxious about anything. Did you say some things? A couple things? Just those things? Just my in-law things? Just this thing? About anything. Whew. I'm curious. Did, uh, did anybody disobey this? commandment recently? Anybody? Don't be anxious about anything. I'll raise my hand first. <laughs> I was anxious. I've disobeyed that command. If we're going to be real about it. Do not be anxious about anything. And I'll say this. I don't care who you are. I don't care how holy you think you are, how spiritual you are. I don't care how many times you read the Bible, how many scriptures you know of the Bible. 
I don't care if you know the details of the, of the revelations in Greek. Sometimes you get a bit worried. Doesn't matter who you are. Sometimes we battle anxiety. And even during normal times, you know, like back in the day, like, you know, way back in the day before March 2020, what we considered normal, right? When all hell broke loose, right in March. So I guess it was like February. What we considered to be normal. Sometimes you, we get a little worried. I mean, let's just be real about it in the simple things. If you were in a position of making a presentation in front of somebody, you might have got a little nervous. You might have got a little worried, a little anxious. If you had a meeting with a boss and you didn't know how it was going to go, it would get you a little nervous, a little anxious. If you had an exam coming up and you're in school, you would get a little, might got you a little anxious, a little nervous. Now that we open up any app, get on the TV, and mainstream news and all the stuff that's going on can really try to set in. I don't know about you, but I've chose to hit off on the TV sometimes or not choose to watch the news. You know what breaking news is? News that breaks you. It just tries to break you. And when you turn it on, any form of news, it's going to try. It bombards you with stress, and it bombards you with the, the crazy news. The world's falling apart. It bombards you. And if you got certain friends that all they do is just talk like that, it bombards you, and you're, you're worried, and you're concerned for them, and you are anxious, and there you go. What I know since 2020 is that there's like different levels of anxiety. Like if you've dealt with anxiety, and maybe it wasn't as bad, I guarantee 2020, and with this COVID junk, has enhanced it 100%. Just turned it all the way up. And it has it is done some crazy damage. When 2020, like at the beginning when we were all quarantined, you know, we try to think of the best way. Some people thought, like, you know what? We're going to try to take the best of this. You know what? We're going to try to make the best of this. You know, we got to stay home. So uh, maybe it wasn't that bad. Maybe you're like, you know, it's a time that I get to spend with my family. Uh, kind of, it's starting to be a good time. We get to hang out. We don't get to usually do this. And now we're hanging out. And we're having family together. So it's starting to get kind of good. I don't know if anybody was like that. But after a while, you're like, you know what? Uh, we spent too much time together because I'm about to kill my husband or my wife or, you know, my kids about to, like, what was good? And, and then you're like, I, I don't even know what to do now. Because we have such a routine of how we do life and we're all stuck in the same house. We don't even know how to live together now. And sometimes it actually shows what's really at stake and what's the problem in the house. What needed worked on. Because everything has to have a balance. You were excited to spend time with the kids. Home education, spending more time. Now you get to a place like you were at a place where like, I'm about to kill a kid and trade him in for two rolls of toilet paper. Like, it's about to be a thing. Like, we're about to do this. Like, I'm over it. 
And you know what's funny on the other side of that? Is kids are talking to other kids saying, how in the heck do I deal with my parents trying to teach me school? Like you were thinking that as a parent to a child, but the child was saying it to their friends about you. So anxiety and and all the anxiousness was across the board everywhere. And there's different levels. We got some that have dealt with that. We got others who deal with other things. You know, you, you, you might be worried that you might get sick. There's, I mean, there's stuff going on. Maybe your relatives are getting sick or, or maybe some stuff's going on. You've lost a job or potential losing a job or um, you, you're alone, anxiety, dealing with COVID, dealing with your kids, trying to deal with the school, trying to deal with all kinds of stuff. And anxiety sets in our soul when we're trying to deal with stuff that is out of our control and we want to control. And it it tries to grip you and take you somewhere. And some of you are dealing with anxiety and don't even know why. Have you ever done that? I felt like that. Like, why am I dealing with this? I don't even know why I'm dealing with it. Dealing with anxiety. See, this is a tough conversation, because when you pinpoint something, what does the enemy try to do? Steal, kill, and destroy? We don't even know why sometimes we deal with it. It feels like we're under attack. We're worried. We're afraid. We're anxious. We declare war on anxiety, because it keeps attacking us. We declare war. Listen, like I said, this whole thing about we declare war. It's a statement made, and it has to be backed up. When a country says that, they got to back it up. It's the real deal. We declare war. We declare war. So crazy. Man. So many times we deal with this, and it is so serious. I'm going to go back to Philippians chapter 2. I'm going to read this. I'm going to dig a little deeper in it. Philippians 4, 6, Paul says, Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation. Don't be anxious about anything. In other words, no matter what you're facing right now, in every situation you have, by prayer, by prayer, somebody say prayer. By prayer, by prayer and petition. Somebody say petition. By prayer and petition with thanksgiving. So prayer with thanksgiving. Prayer with thanksgiving. We could say it this way. With prayer and praise. With prayer and praise. We're going to be thankful and we're going to pray. With prayer and praise, we are going to present our request to God. When we pray, when we praise, we present our request to the Lord. Philippians 4, 7 says, Paul said, the peace of God which transcends all understanding. So in other words, we can't necessarily explain it, Even in our human comprehension, the peace of God will guard. The peace of God will guard. Somebody say guard. We're going to get this right. The peace of God will guard. It will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. 
Listen, I know you might have read this scripture many times, but remember this man's in prison writing this down for you. It will guard your heart in Christ Jesus. When we pray and when we praise, God gives us peace. When we pray and when we praise, praise, being thankful, God gives us peace. You can say prayer and praise proceeds peace. What does peace do? This peace, it guards our hearts and minds. What does peace do? Peace guards. What is it that guards? Peace guards as we pray and as we praise. Listen, in other words, and some of you might be feeling panic. Some of you might be feeling anxious, worried, or you're feeling afraid. Maybe you are anxious. But what you want is peace. You might be feeling a certain way, but what you want is peace. That's what we all desire. We want peace. How is it that we get peace? It's real simple. What is it that we do to experience peace? Peace is preceded by prayer and praise. When we pray and when we praise, we experience peace. What does peace do? Peace guards. Peace guards. Somebody say, peace guards. So when we pray and we praise, it causes peace to guard. Peace guards our heart. It guards our mind. Peace guards. So when we face anxiety, we have to pray and praise so peace can guard our mind. It's not that hard. We make it more complicated. I'll say this. I've only had two experiences in boxing. I know this is kind of off, but uh, let me just, let me go there. I've had two experiences with boxing. When I was younger, I was in some bounce house boxing ring with humongous gloves, okay? And this other kid was in there showboating. And I was, they're like, hey, you go in there. I'm like, okay. But one, these gloves are huge. It's a bar in the middle and you got to carry it and they're like this big. So it wears you down. So I'm in there and I'm putting my gloves on. Well, this kid just starts swinging on me. Like I'm backwards, okay? I'm putting my gloves on and he's already running and jabbing me in the sides with these humongous gloves. And I'm like, you sucker. Like, I've only had two boxing experiences. And so I'm like, okay. So I like pushing back because the gloves hit me. I push him back. He's like, oh, you know, he's running his mouth. And I'm like, okay. So I didn't even get to turn around and set my stance. I just thought, you know what? I'm going to grab these and I'm going to swing as hard as I can. And I hit him in the side of his head and he's like, <laughs> And he laid in the, the fencing area of it, and we had to pick him up, and he's like, oh, man, what happened? Oh, man. I was like, oh, I hit you. <laughs> I was like, you didn't even give me a chance to, like, let's box. You started swinging on me from behind. So I used my gloves and my momentum, and I swung around, and I clocked him right in the side of his head. Other story. My other experience, 
Now, you know, when you're around a bunch of people and, and everybody's taunting, you feel this peer pressure coming upon your life. And my cousin, we were out with a bunch of people and some youth kids and a bunch of stuff, and my cousin Chris has got the boxing gloves out. Now, this kid likes to showboat, and he's, 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 he's going he's gonna to dominate. So they thought, okay, because you two like to wrestle. You ever had somebody you just wrestle around on the ground and stuff? We were like that. But I didn't want to box because I'm just like, I don't box, you know? Like, I just, I'll do other things. I'll break your ankles on the court and stuff like that. I'll play basketball and uh, baseball and all that kind of thing. They're like, oh, Brandon, box. And I'm like, as I'm saying no, uh, three guys are grabbing this arm, putting gloves on me. Three guys are grabbing this arm, putting gloves on me. And I'm like, I said no, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't even know how to box, but I watched enough Rocky to figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a good boxer with Rocky. Like, um, all I knew is I had to figure something out like, like guarding my face and my organs right here. If I can keep my arms in and my face covered, I think if I can guard some of that stuff, I'm just going to do okay. Well, it, again, we said go, and I'm guarding, and this dude's wailing on me, man. He's like, this is my cousin. He's like, bah, bah, just digging in me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I didn't want to box. And everybody, like, there's like 50 people. And I'm like, I do not want to box. And... They're like, oh, he's beating him, this and that. So I push him back. And all I knew was looks like this one move where, like, you fake left and hit him with the right. He put both hands to the left, and I clocked him and dropped him on the ground. And he laid there, and I threw my gloves off. I said, I didn't want to block. <laughs> and he laid there for a minute or two. I think I knocked him out. And he got up, and then he started, like, moving. He's like, oh, we're going to box again. I said, dude, I don't want to box you again. I don't want to box you again. And those are my two experiences of boxing. And that's, that's all I have. But the, here's, here's what, I, what I figured out in my two experiences of, of boxing that I had no experience in at all, just watching movies. Like, <laughs> the problem was that they lowered their guard. Like, I kept my guard up because I just, you know, watched the movies and stuff. But the kid that was hitting me from behind and I swung on him, he had his arms down. So I hit him right in his face. And my cousin that was going for the jab here and didn't block on the right side, I hit him square in his nose and dropped him. The problem that we had was he, both of those guys lowered their guard. Whatever you do, church, do not lower your guard. Whenever anxiety attacks, don't lower your guard. Don't drop your guard. Look at somebody and say, don't drop your guard. Listen, when anxiety attacks, it wants us to drop our guard. Or we just keep it down and it keeps on trying to attack. You have to raise your guard. You cannot lower your guard. Whatever you do. What is your guard? What is that that, that guards you? What is that that guards you? Peace guards you. What is it? Prayer and praise. I know it looks silly, but prayer and praise will guard you. Prayer and praise brings peace to the mind. Prayer and praise. If you're in a boxing stance of, of defense and you're trying to block all this from your vitals and all your, you have to keep your guard up. No showboating. No thinking you got it all together. Because the moment that that happens, anxiety attacks. And you've lowered your guard. But when you have prayer and you have praise... You keep your guard up. Amen. That's good stuff. 
See, Peter tells his own version of this. He tells us how to deal with anxiety and other things. And he says this. He gives us a teaching and warns us and says this. 1 Peter 5, 7. Cast all your anxieties on him. Cast all your anxieties on him. If you are anxious right now, cast it on him. If you are afraid, if you're worried about something, if you're worried about your health, if you don't know what's to come, cast your anxieties on him. What you do with your anxiety is you cast it on the Lord. See, what's crazy about this is Peter's writing this, and Peter's, what is he? He's a fisherman. So Peter knows firsthand. Peter was a fisherman. So when you talk about casting, you can imagine Peter thinking this. Cast all your anxiety on him. You, you, you think about something being hurled. When Peter would haul the net out to the sea, he would cast it out. And so what he's saying is cast everything. At, where's my coat? If my coat, don't rip, if my coat is my anxiety, I'm casting it out on the Lord. And too many times we're afraid of that. Cast it out. Whatever you got to do to get rid of, cast all your anxieties to the Lord. Throw it all on him. That's what he wants you to do. Oh, Lord, well, here, I'm just going to give you some of this. and No, no, cast it. Peter's saying it just like he, he would be a fisherman, just like he would cast his net. Cast all your, with all your might. Pick it up, swing it all the way out there. Because why? Because Jesus can handle your anxiety. He can deal with it. He wants to deal with it. Give it to him. Hurl it. All your cares, hurl it. All your fears, hurl it. All your worries, all your burdens, because he cares for you. Cast it on him. Well, that seems like a lot for him, man. I'm giving him a bunch, man. There's a lot to throw at him. Throw it at him. He can handle your, your stuff. He can handle your stuff. Cast it on the Lord, for he cares for you. Man. Let me read this to you real quick. I, I saw this with um, Billy Graham. Anxiety is the natural result when our hopes are centered in anything short of God and his will for us. Billy Graham, one of the greatest evangelists to walk the earth. Our anxiety, anxiety is the natural result when our hopes are centered in anything short of God and his will for us. You got to cast, hurl all your anxiety, all the problems, all the thoughts. You have to give it to the Lord, whatever it is. Wherever you are right now, in your life, what I desire and want you to feel is God near you. God near you. He is with you. He's not going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. He cares for you. If you're worried about 
anything. I don't care if it's even feeding your kids or what the future holds for your children with this crazy world going on. Cast it to the Lord. Give it to him. He cares for you. And then Peter gives us another warning. He says, be alert. Be on guard. Kind of like saying, be on guard. Be alert. Don't drop your guard. Be ready with prayer. Be ready with praise. Be alert. Be of sober mind. Why? Because the enemy, the devil, is prying around like a roaring lion, lion looking for someone to devour. Be alert. Be on guard with prayer and praise that gives you the peace because he's like a lion trying to destroy your life. Maybe we've allowed a few things because we put our guard down. And maybe when we just got comfortable because we did have our guard up, and there it goes again. We have to put our guard up because anxiety will try to choke you out. Be alert. The devil always is coming after you. Listen, I'm going to say it again. I'm almost done here. The devil is always going after you. Listen, I've had people say it to me. Like, it looks like that the enemy is uh, attacking you. It looks like the enemy is trying to attack you. Okay? I'm praying for you. Because we know the devil's attacking you. And I appreciate the prayers. I don't take it lightly. But I do want to say back to them, the devil's going to attack you too. Because that's what he does. He attacks. Because we know the devil attacks. He's going to attack. Because the devil always is coming swinging. And it only hurts if you drop your guard. Keep your guard up. Be on guard. Be alert. Your enemy is on the attack. How does he attack? It's real simple. The devil targets your mind, and his weapon is his lies. Prayer, praise. That's what's going to guard us. That's what's going to stop this. What does he do? Here's what he does. And these are some examples. He'll tell you this. You're never going to be able to pay those bills. You're never going to make it. You're always going to be that way. You're not going to be providing for your kids. You're not going to make rent. Your marriage isn't going to survive this. You're always going to be sick. You're always going to have a problem. You're going to be alone. You always are going to have struggles. Your kids will always have your struggles. If God really loved you, then he wouldn't allow these things to happen to you in your life. And the devil comes at you again and again, and he targets your mind. You have to keep your guard up. He lies. You got to let prayer and praise protect you and give you the peace that passes all understanding. His weapon is his lies. That's why you have to tell yourself as you're protecting yourself over and over, the devil is a liar. 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 A more than a conqueror. A more than a conqueror. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. If not, you're going to believe the lies because he never does anything normal and he never does anything original. He's a copycat. That's a cat. That's not a lion. It's like a lion, but it's a cat. He's a copycat. He's not original. 
He's real life. And he will want you to believe it. And anxiety we set in. Put your guard up. Prayer and praise protects the mind. Whoo. Guard your mind. Guard your heart. Prayer and praise. We declare war on anxiety. And I say this, because when we drop our guard, guess what happens? Guess who it hurts? Real quick. The people closest to you. When you have arguments, you start saying stuff you don't mean. You start spouting mouth out the mouth that you don't mean. I, I, I want to call them like tornado arguments. I was in an F5 tornado in Kansas. The biggest and worst tornado that's hit America in a long time, I was right in the heart of it. Wild. Destroyed everything. Killed a lot of people. But here's what the tornado argument does. Because a tornado blows in hard, does a lot of damage, and leaves fast. They were fast. And here's what happens. When you get to that argument because you let your guard down and you didn't have prayer and you didn't have praise, you got to hurry up and get over it fast. you got to transition fast. you got to pray fast together. you got to have praise and prayer be together with your argument. you got to end those arguments because the enemy will continue to destroy through him. you got to, somebody's got to step up to the plate and say, we need to pray. We need to stop. We need to unite. It's getting the best of us. Don't drop your guard. Anxiety will try to get you in all these areas. Anxiety will try to destroy you in all these areas. I would say this also. I would be very cautious because what happens when we drop our guard, you will also find out that you can have tornado relationships. They will also blow in hard. They will also do a lot of damage, and they will also leave fast and create a lot of anxiety. Be careful what you let into your life. Because I'm telling you right now, it will create, you will drop your guard and think it's all lovey-dovey, and all of a sudden it's gone. And you're full of anxiety. Be careful what you entertain. Don't drop your guard. Sometimes, sometimes uh, anxiety, can I just be real real quick? We got to go because Crackle Barrel's closing. I don't know, whatever. Um, anxiety has got to me a couple times. I'm just going to just lay it out. This is how I am, okay? Uh, when it does, I have to go to God. And I have to talk to him about, I have to have prayer and praise. I found myself at the beginning of COVID in my own personal self having moments because as a pastor, that weight of wanting to help people and, and church having to shut down and, and stuff going on and I was finding myself a short of breath. Anybody ever dealt with that kind of stuff? Where you couldn't breathe very well. And you tried to like put your hands over your head and walk around and close your eyes and take a deep breath. And I was finding myself being so anxious, trying to catch my breath. The church was shutting down, wanting to help. But I had to cast and hurl it on to the Lord. So as the church started ramping down across the world, what we started to find out as Remnant Church started ramping up and how they could help the city and started building more momentum and hasn't stopped since, 
When the church started ramping down, let me tell you one more time so you can get this in your spirit. When the church started ramping up to see how they can help a city in chaos. And anxiety was trying to attack, and I had to put up my guard and say, no, my prayer and my praise is going to protect me. The peace of God that passes all understanding is going to guide me through this. But it tried to take me. It tried to take me. But listen, we've been ramping up. What do we do? We keep our guard up. What do we do? We go to God with prayer, and we go to him with praise. When anxiety attacks... When you feel worried, don't drop your guard. Pray and praise. And here's what's crazy to me. People talk about prayer. They talk about prayer. They're like, man, all we can do now is pray. And you're right. To an extent. All we can do now is pray. I mean, it's just really, yeah, there's, I mean, I think sometimes God thinks about, here's how he thinks. The way we say this, all we can do now is pray. In other words, we're saying, you're in big trouble. You've got, you got to get to the power of God now. Only God can do this. You're in big trouble. So all we can do now really is pray. And God's sitting back thinking like, what? What are you talking about? Because I want you to hear, if, I'm, if, if you can hear anything today, hear this loud. Hear this clear. Prayer is never the last resort. Prayer is always the first line of offense. One more time. Prayer is never the last resort. It's always the first line of offense. All we can do now is pray. We can pray now first. Not after everything else, now we can pray. No, we start with prayer. We, we pray because we go before God in prayer. That's what we do. We're people of prayer. So we pray. We're going to guard up and we're going to pray. We're going to guard up to the all-powerful God, all-present God, the God that nothing is impossible, and pray. That's what we do. We go to God in prayer. And, and too many times we go to God with these polished up prayers that we do real fast before we eat because we're so hungry we say the same thing over and over. Or the same prayers with your kids. Down and let me down and say, praise the Lord, so give you life for a week, pray the Lord, so I love you, say bye. What well, was that prayer? It sounded demonic. <laughs> Don't let the bed bugs bite. Why do I have bed bugs? You know, like, we, we, we polish these prayers. And I'm telling you this right now. We have to go to God in a reckless prayer. There are times where you're just like, God, I need you. Help. The kind of prayers that get you all like snotty crying, jacked up crying. The depths of your soul crying out to God, I need you. I need your help. We got the armor of God. We can pray, but sometimes we just kind of base this prayer and just like, like barely coating it. But God wants you to just all, all that, all of that. God wants you to pray and praise. Don't just stop and pray about it. He wants you to pray and praise and be about it. I remember a time just recently, 
that after COVID, that it happened again. And I was in the back of a box truck, had 10 pallets of candy that we were giving away. And for some reason, I wasn't able to get somebody to help me. So I, and I don't know if you understand this, but I took 10 pallets from a warehouse, brought it here with a fork truck, had to put a claw on it, pull it out, use a floor dolly, bring it in, go back in, do it again, do it again, do it again. And by the time I got to the last one, I lost it. I was, in that, I was in that box truck, and I slammed my hands on this wall. I was crying. I screamed. I was letting something try to get the best of me, and I had to put my guard up because it felt like at times I was trying to stay too busy not to deal with what was going on inside. I'm being real about it. If I can't be real, how am I going to preach the gospel here? And I had to let it all go. I had to have a moment and say, God, Take it all away until my life is yours, every bit of it. Take everything that doesn't belong in my life, every thought I had. I had death in my life. I had people leave the church. I had all this stuff going on in my life. And I was like, I can't do it. And he's like, you done? You can do all things through me. You done? Because it hurts no matter who it is. You know, when, you, when my grandpa passed away, and there's so much that was happening all at once, and I was like, <gasps> and I felt it tightening up, and I felt like I was having a panic attack, and I was all alone. Nobody, not one person was here, and I laid in that box truck, and I pound my hands on the ground, and I, I'm being real with you guys. Like, wait, this bastard, ain't, he's, he's mentally disabled right here. Absolutely, but if you would be real, some of y'all got mental problems too. We're just being real because we need Jesus. Just because I'm a pastor don't mean I don't need him. I need him now, ever before. Ever, than ever, ever, ever. And I had a moment. I said, God, I'm sorry that I let it get the best of me because I'm just trying to f- cope because I've never lost anybody. When my grandpa died, that was our first death in our family. So it messed me up. And then when people were moving and going to other places out of the church and they were people that were close to me, I felt like death all over again. And then we were doing this stuff, and I was like, oh, I felt so alone and caved in. And I was like, <gasps> and I finally just said, God, I need you. And I hope that even with my, with my being just being raw right here in this moment, that it could help you. Because I had to have a moment. And, and what I did is I let my guard down because I got busy thinking I was doing godly things. And I had to be real. And even though we were reaching people, but personally I was letting my guard down. And the enemy was trying to fill my thoughts. And I had to put it up. What they say? Put your dukes up. You know? I had to put it up. And then I got mad. Then I got into this other fight. I'm like, I'll beat the fool out of the devil. Now I'm ticked. Like, I finally had to like, re, like get up. And like, you know when Rocky's down? And you're like, come on, Rocky. You know, like, get up. Rocky. And Rocky beats the fool out of him every time at the end. He's a little short Italian. Stallion, let's go, you know. And I felt like I had to get myself back into a place. I'm like, devil, I've done, you done ticked me off. And then I felt this certain way, but I almost had anxiety grip me one more time and say, man, why did I do that to myself? 
And I started blaming myself and started blaming this and blaming that and blaming this. And anxiety started, whoa, 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 whoa. Prayer and praise will control, give me the peace in my mind. Prayer and praise. I will cast it to the Lord. Prayer and praise. I will put my dukes up with prayer and praise. I will control, I will block all this so it don't get jacked up again. Prayer and praise. Stand with me, guys. Prayer and praise. And I'm telling you right now. The enemy is coming like a flood. He's like that lion. Like like I said, he's a copycat, though. And he wants to. We declare war on anxiety. We declare war on all of that stuff. My goodness. It is the craziest thing. In Philippians, I'm not going to read it, but I'll just kind of explain it to you. You could read it on your own. It's so good. If you want to. (laughs) Apostle Paul is saying, hey, guess what, basically? It's become clear to everyone in the Roman leadership that I am actually in chains for Christ. In other words, he's saying, I thought I was a prisoner, but I get to... He's saying this, I thought I was a prisoner, but I get a new guard every eight hours. My goodness. I thought I was a prisoner, but I get a new guard every eight hours. Who's the real captive audience? I'm telling them all about the grace and the goodness of Jesus. He says this in in, in Philippians again. He says, everyone knows Even the palace guards know that I'm in chains for Christ. And then he says this, because of my chains, most of other Christians are becoming more confident in the Lord and they're sharing their faith without fear. Because Look what we're doing right now because of his chains. Look what we're talking about right now. What I see is some followers of Christ what the enemy meant for evil, God was going to turn for good. You're going to become more confident in your faith. You can play that song if you want. We just don't say we declare war on anxiety, but we, we say it and we act on it and we back it up with our actions. That's why we say it. We love prayer and praise. I can't, you know you're like, man, you keep saying that because the truth don't change. You're getting old. Is it getting old for you? It doesn't change. You can read it however you want to read it, but prayer and praise, prayer and thanksgiving, it's still going to be the same thing. You've got to control this anxiety attacks that happens in our lives. we got to try to figure this out. And through the Word of God is where we're going to find the real answers. When He wants to try to grip us, don't let it overcome. Don't let anxiety overcome the peace that God gives you. You pray about everything. Talking about the kind of prayer and praise that makes the enemy so mad. The kind of prayer that can't be stopped. No matter what you see. The kind of praise that don't stop no matter what's going on in your life. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise you, Jesus. That kind of praise. If there's breath in you, you praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Prayer and praise.
praise. We give thanks to God. That's the peace that passes understanding. That's what controls those thoughts that are trying to come in from the enemy to give us anxiety. We pray, we praise, and the peace of God will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Let me say this last one. Just like I said at the beginning, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer and praise, present your request to God, and the peace of God that will transcend all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Cast it. Throw it to the Lord. You can get through this. Maybe some of you are in here, and maybe it's all of us. I don't know. But for those that are hurting, you're feeling anxious and afraid. Don't know what's going to happen. You might be worried about your health or worried about the next steps or whatever grips you. I want you to do this. Cast it to the Lord. Listen, I love you, but you can't give it to me. And I can't give it to you. But we can both give it to Jesus. Amen? Too many times we get friendships that we want, and, we, and it's good to talk about stuff. Don't get me wrong. But we talk so much to them that we think we're starting to put it on them now. And they're not Jesus. We can lend an ear to so long and before somebody's got to say, what you need to do is throw it to the Lord. Put your guard up. Because I'm putting mine up too. We all going to fight together. Because there's an army. There's a remnant that's still willing to fight. But we got to put our guard up. Give it to the Lord. Cast it on Him. Cast all your cares on Him because God loves you and He cares for you. These next few weeks, we're going to dig into this. If we're being honest like I was being honest, how many in this room deal with anxiety? Raise your hand. It's a lot of us. I know it is. It's real. It's real. And I pray that what we find through the Word of God, because I don't, I can, you know, I could study Dr. Phil, verse 1, chapter 3. But my hope's found in Christ. He might have something good to say, but my, my, my source is Jesus every time. You know what I mean? Like there's people that have good thoughts, and there is people that will help. I'm not trying to say that's not the deal. But where I'm going to teach from is the Word of God. I'm going to give you the truth, and I'm going to try to help you through it. We can get through this, guys. We declare war on anxiety, and we can get through it. Man. We can beat it. It's, it destroys lives. Do you know anxiety causes you to lose your hair? Do you know anxiety can start causing other diseases in your body? It can even create cancer. Like your body is so unique, but when anxiety attacks it and it starts going from the inside out, it does a number on us. It literally tries to destroy us from the inside out. We declare war on that. You can get through this. Man. Prayer, praise. And when you're boxing, keep your guard up because he's coming. And I ain't afraid of that. You shouldn't have anxiety that the devil's coming because, listen, the God of the angel armies is right there.
don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you. Let's pray. God, we thank you. We thank you for your word. God, all I believe is just preach your word. It's just a simple gospel. God, help us. Help us put our guard up. To touch our mind in prayer and praise. Being thankful. And giving us the peace that passes all understanding. From the attacks of the enemy. Devil, we serve you notice real quick. We declare war on anxiety. We declare war on you. You have no place in our thoughts, in our mind. You have no place in our home. You have no place in our bodies, the temple that God dwells in. We declare war. Hallelujah. Be with us. Help us through this. Let us go back and keep reading it. Let us put it up. And when anxiety tries to attack, we put our guard up. God, we go to you. You're our first defense. You're our first prayer. You're our first praise. Never last. First. And we thank you. In Jesus' name.